Blog Talk Radio. My co-host Jay Logan should be in later. He's currently having some technical difficulties out in the West Coast. I know that Skype is down and it's a big deal, but he's calling on an iPhone just like me. You know, Parents Kids Music is a show where we talk about the relationships that people have, whether you are a parent or if you're not a parent, you you were a child and you grew up with parents and guardians and people around you. Understanding just those the relationships that people have listening to music together or apart. I know there are, there are those people that follow in their parents' footsteps, whether it's professionally, personally, the way that you act. And that also could be about music. I mean, sometimes you see a lot of famous musicians, their children grow up in that rock star lifestyle or like this huge, like I'm a big famous singer or guitar player or drummer, and you see people that follow their their family's footsteps, yet sometimes you don't, and there are people that just completely disagree with each other and just... Their identities are different, and sometimes it could be, despite their parents, perhaps it's that rebellious teenage level where people are not around and where it's more about, okay, even though I like what my parents do, I have to be rebellious. I'm a teenager, right? Well, that's what we talk about here. We're, we've been going out it for the last few months as we've been just speaking with many different people from all sets of life. We've met people who have taken their children on tours and have brought them to concerts. They're those people who they share with their kids the, the live experience. And, you know, sometimes it's the children are influencing the parents, where the parents are the ones who are at home, their kids are watching TV, their kids are going to school and bringing home the trends from their friends and their peers. Um, What's on TV? What's on the radio? It's like, what is cool? Is it what your parents will say you're cool? I know personally myself, just growing up in suburban New York, I know that I grew up in, I was a child in the 1980s. My parents, they got married in the 1970s and we're fans of, like, the singers, songwriters of the time, and I just remember just listening to the radio stations that they played and thinking at that point this is the only music because what is music? And 
And it was just weird just growing up and realizing there's, like, popular music. There was, like, the top 40 stations. There was stations like Z100 New York. And all of a sudden, it was more about, right, I'm peer pressure and, like, liking what your friends like to, I don't know, to be accepted or to even to stand out. Remember in high school, there were just, just like, like the emergence of the stuff going on in Seattle, bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. I remember Kurt Cobain passing when I was in high school, and that being a major turning point, I mean, at least in a teenage life, where it's like these people you look up to and they become role models to you, even though you don't know them, even if their behavior might not necessarily be the best thing. And then there's a lot what I we've what I've been talking with Jay Logan, our co host who is still not joined us about about the music that's involved and just really just the powerhouse of for example, like the children's channels, starting with the Disney Channel, then Nickelodeon with their high school musical franchises and Hannah Montana and emergences of people like Miley Cyrus where she's under the microscope and people are watching every move of this child who still just trying to find their own way, just like other celebrities that there's times. And that's what we talk about here on Parents Kids Music about really who are you and how did the music that you listened to growing up and the music that you listen to now with your family create your family relationships and where they go and how they are? Once again, my name is Ian Eisenberg here in New York. Just waiting for Jay Logan to join us on the line here as we do this show generally once a week talking about music and parents and that is where we usually go and here we go you know what if it's okay with her I'm going to bring our first guest on a little bit early as this is always things happen and here we go (laughs) hello Jenny you're on hey how's it going I'm doing I'm doing good how are you out are you out in Utah? Yeah, I'm in or Utah. Are... Uh, it's a little cold here, but uh doing pretty good. <laughs> so thanks for having stuff. me on. Hey, hey, thanks for coming on three minutes earlier than I told you you'd be <laughs> on. As, as I was mentioning in my monologue today, we, we talk a, a lot about, like, really, like, your identity and the music that you listen to and how it's kind of, like, like, what is your musical background from birth until now? I know that's a very oh wow. Long time. It's like <laughs> well, I always your sort of joke that my, <laughs> my that I always joke that my music taste until about 1991 should deserve a pass. Um, there is some cool stuff there, but a lot of it's really really embarrassing. But um, 
I, you know, I, I remember, you know, the theme, the theme of the show being parents and kids. Uh, my parents and my whole family really are very musical people and um, love music. And um, my mom is probably one of the biggest Beatles fans you'll ever meet. She actually went to see them in high school. So that was a really, you know, there was the gospel of John Lennon preached in my home for <laughs> most of my life. And um, my dad, also a huge Beatles fan. And he was also one of the first people, I mean, granted, when you're a little kid, you don't know too many people with cars, but he was one of the first people I knew that had a tape player in his car. And he always had a mixtape. He had a huge record collection and he just loved going through it and mostly like 60s pop some mildly psychedelic stuff but nothing like too uh exciting really but it but it definitely shaped the rest of my music tape I mean musical taste but um like every I think kid that grew up in the 80s and the early 90s um I went through my new kids on the block phase <laughs> I had some some bad pop music moments um but I think when I when I hit middle school, I really uh, went through that rebellious uh, early teen phase, and I, I started listening. Well, first I went the, the Guns N' Roses route, and then fortunately I, I had some older friends, and um, and my dad actually uh, got me into Led Zeppelin. And because um, my dad, he would listen to this pop music in his car, but as I said, he had this huge record collection, and it was pretty much there, and I could go talk to him about music, and he would pull out records and say, oh, you should hear this, and, and he'd make me mixtapes. And um, my dad is the person that, you know, got me into Bob Dylan, got me into Simon and Garfunkel, uh, Led Zeppelin, a, a lot of different bands that I probably wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. And um, my mom just uh, always encouraged me to pretty much explore and listen to whatever I wanted to. But um, so uh, I don't know, like... Um, I guess where things really started to change for me musically and maybe where I departed a little bit from my parents um, was 1991. I vividly remember where I was the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And uh, um, I just remember thinking there had not ever been anything else on the radio that sounded like that. And um, from there, I kind of got into Smashing Pumpkins and some of the other big 90s bands of the day. But what the message that I really got from that music was that I wanted to listen to music that made me think and that uh, challenged me in some way. And that brought me back to my parents' music and back to the, the music of the 60s. Um, and then I would say another way that my parents really influenced my musical taste was that I started taking piano lessons when I was eight. And I'm I'm sort of convinced by that experience that if you have a kid that you let play a musical instrument, there's no way they're going to like bad music. Um, I, I don't know if that's really true, but it's my theory. Um, I, I definitely cre uh, credit my own experience playing piano with, um, as Ian, you know, one of my favorite bands is Fish. And um, I think that had I not played an instrument I myself, I'm not sure that I would would be in on them in the same in, on the same level that I am. But um, Playing piano made me love um, great pianists, and I don't know if I'm one of the only people, but I really first became super interested in Fish because of listening to Paige play. Um, I never played quite that well, but um, <laughs> but, it, yeah. but it was very exciting to me to hear someone play that way. And um, you know, I'm, my parents gave me that opportunity to take those lessons. So uh, I don't know. I was like, do you have other questions? <laughs> 
You, you know what? It's like you definitely brought in a big level. So you can say that it's now as an adult, like the relationship that you have with your parents is where it's very much accepting the music. Like, what did they think when you were in those rebellious modes and you were listening to what was popular at the time and like the, like the those big successful rock bands of the nineties? Like, like were they into it all? Like, did they listen? Did they try to just in some ways just try to be with you in that way? I remember, and I apologize if I get the artist wrong, but I think it's Alice in Chains. Uh, my mom once commented that she enjoyed a song, and I think it was. Uh, the Rooster. I like it's been so long since I've really listened to that kind of music. But um, but my dad hated it. He thought it was noise and garbage, and <laughs> uh, was not into it at all. And it was really funny because my dad um, had really rebelled against his parents musically. My my grandparents on his side, whom I also knew very well, were uh, very much strictly into classical music and jazz. Jazz was about as uh, rocking as they ever got and uh they hated all of my dad's music so it was really funny to see my dad turn around and really hate my music <laughs> but um you know like now lately i've been a little nostalgic for for 90s alternative music and i've started going back and listening to it but they're really um i will say like honestly once i got into fish it kind of changed everything and <laughs> again and i went toward uh what I consider more musical music, not that alternative music isn't musical. It's definitely got its positive qualities, but um, I think he was kind of relieved, though, when I switched. <laughs> my dad was was relieved when I switched directions. But, uh, I, I I get it. Just just really just having really that healthy give and take where it's there are things you agree there's. There's things where you're on the same side, there's things you're on the other side. It's like, did you ever feel like you were rejecting your parents' music ever when you were when you were in in that phase? Well, I think like one thing, and this is like I'm I'm 32 now, and I'm just starting to to look back at some things that my parents listened to and think, wow, that wasn't really as bad as I thought it was. But my dad, especially, was into like a lot of the more pop music of the 60s. Like I'm trying to think of examples. Um, if you've ever heard the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, take out the Patrick Swayze song and the Have Your Time of Your Life song. Like all the 60s songs are in that movie. <laughs> like that's what my dad listened to if he wasn't listening to something cool. Um, I'm like, uh, yeah, you can tell like I really didn't listen to it at all. But um, uh, probably in the last like five years, and, and part of it is my taste. Um, I, I enjoy a lot of indie rock, and there's like a huge uh, lo-fi movement going on in that genre now, and it's taking me back to some of these like uh, 60s pop tunes that I thought were so corny, but I'm actually like, really interested in the way they were recorded and um, some of the instrumental choices that were made. So it's, um, I apologize, I can't give you any of the, the artists specifically, but um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's okay, everyone, if you're listening at home, I'm sure you can figure it figure it out or guess it or you can email if you can identify who these artists are. Um, but uh, And then my mom also was way into Motown, and I definitely went into a phase where I thought that was just 
corny and hokey, and, and now I have a much greater appreciation uh, for that as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know, like, how to expound on that exactly, but there definitely are um, a lot of uh, genres and artists and, and things that my parents liked that, I don't know, like, as I got older and, and, I, and I thought I was uh, – you know, a, a tough kid. <laughs> um, I thought I was too cool for. And now going back, the more that I understand music and um, have a little bit of more appreciation for how music has evolved in the last 40, 50 years or whatever, um, I get very interested in, in, in new artists. Um, I mean, I can think of the indie rockers that are that are coming back in uh, or that are bringing some sounds back, like uh, Best Coast, um, uh there's, there's been uh, Vampire Weekend. It's very, very Paul Simon. Um, I think that uh, has been that com- that uh, connection has been made before. Um, there's a lot of music out right now that's very reminiscent of the Beach Boys, who I I know in my teens and early twenties just thought were terrible, <laughs> and now I can really like appreciate some of the the artisticness and the, the musicality going on. Uh, with their songs. So uh, even though sometimes I, I still hear the lyrics, I'm like, wow, that's cheesy. But <laughs> put the music behind it's pretty amazing. Just really um, just the fact that there's just so many, there's just so much history out there. And, and, and it gets introduced to new generations in such different ways to the point where some will embrace it, some won't, and create something new based on, what they're influenced on. Yeah, exactly. And I I definitely think my conversations with my mom and dad about music and also even with my grandparents um, have influenced my appreciation for many different styles of music um, and and understanding how they're all sort of connected. Um, To me, it makes music more interesting when you're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, related to that. (laughs) understanding the influences, that kind of thing. Excellent. And and I know that you don't have children yourself, but just being from where you are as an adult and having grown grown up, like like how like if you if you did have children, like how would you how would you be like in terms of allowing people like their allowing children access to listen to music on their own? Like, like were you ever in a position where anything was censored or there was just, you were explicitly taken away from? And and, ha- and how would you feel about about that? Like, if people should, if there should be age limits or, or not? Well, you know, like, I, um, one thing, my, my, my parents' music collection was always accessible. I was always welcome to go in and pull something off the shelf and say, you know, I want to listen to this. So um, I appreciate that from my own parents. And um, the one experience I can think of that it's, it's sort of funny now, um, when I was in, I think about the ninth grade, um, I got my mom to pay for a Sonic Youth album that I wanted. And even though they had those parental advisory stickers, the famous ones from the 90s, um, somehow I was able to go into the store and pay for it. But then my mom saw the sticker on the album, and she's like, you asked me for money to get that, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I think is is really funny is that I think 
granted, kids are really, really smart, but I think sometimes we give them way more credit <laughs> to, that they're going to pick up on the, the our biggest fear or, or whatever that's in the, whether it's a, a song or a television show or a movie or whatever. And I look back on things I was into and, you know, I'm just now going, oh, that's what they were talking about? I had no idea. You know? <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I worry about it as much. And I think, too, part of it, you know, my family was very open. Um, I could pretty much talk to my parents and ask questions about things without fear of repercussion. And I think that, that you know, that's um, how you um, you you uh, take care of your kids, basically, is by talking to them. And, um, you know, it may sound corny or like something off of a, a cheesy public service announcement or whatever, but I know from my perspective, no matter what I did, and, you know, I, I definitely in my teens and 20s made some questionable life choices at times, but at the end of the day, my parents were the people that I looked up to the most. So, you know, I knew how they felt about things, and in the end, like, that would really influence my choices and decisions, not something I heard on a CD or whatever. <laughs> So, you know, I think that I myself would, will be pretty open about what my kids listen to, you know, as long as I know that we have that open communication back and forth. And um, that's what I think is more important than keeping something away from a kid. So. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, I, and you know what, I, Jenny, I, I thank you for just sharing really just, your outlook and just seeing really just the relation. It's clear that that in in your upbringing that music was embraced and that's Definitely. something that goes in that, that that it goes in and that you can listen to music and you can and you can talk to your family about music because I know I know that some people like myself like. My father just doesn't get anything that I've ever been into. I, I, I still remember just being like just being like in like middle school listening to Guns N' Roses and him just like jokingly referring to <laughs> Guns N' Roses and hand grenades. Oh no. And, and just yeah. I mean he's someone who like like he, he did listen to a lot of jazz and that was something I definitely did enjoy, but it's Weird thing, it's like he's not the type of person I can go to a concert with. It's like my mother, she, my mother like yours, like got to got to go to a Beatles concert when she was young and and saw them at Shea Stadium and and she's not around now. So it's like those are the conversations I I wish I could have as a kid, but I just know that. Yeah. But I just know that I just have that upbringing where where. Ian? Just like, yeah. Oh, I lost you. I'm here. I'm here. We're all here. We're, thank you, AT&T. We're just like everyone else. I'm just like you. I grew up playing music. I was in a band. I played the clarinet, and I was in competitive high school marching band my entire life. And just the idea that I was in many parades just going passing the Capitol Theater in Portchester, not realizing until years later that I was walking distance from this venue where Fish played so many times, and 
by the time I actually knew who they were, they outgrew the venue. Jenny, are you still there? Hello, hi, are we still here? I guess Jenny has left us, so I'm going to bring on Gail Davis, who has joined us before. Hi, Gail, how are you? Hey, Ian, how are you? I'm... Uh, I'm great. I know that we've had you on the show before, and I know that this is big thing. I I would once again. I would like. To, I think Jenny fell off the line. Before we continue, I would like to thank Jenny for joining us here on Parents Kids Music. Thank you very much for joining us. And Gail, as I was sharing with you, as I was, I know that you've been on the show before, and I'd I'd love to ask you really about your background just like growing up with your family i know we've talked before and your experiences listening to music as a kid with and without your family well you know it's really funny that you should say that ian i mean i had so many different opportunities to listen to my music because my family was really really open to music so you know it was a lot of fun and i got to listen to everyone from frank sinatra to uh, Jerry Lewis, Leo got Dean Martin, and, and that was way before my time, so I don't want to date myself. All the way up to Sting, Mick Jagger, you know, um, even James Taylor, uh, Eric Clapton, you know, a lot of people like that. So I had a myriad of music in my home that was just really a lot of fun. And then I got to listen to, like, believe it or not, I know you're going to laugh, but I would go as far as, like, ACDC and, you know, some really hard rock stuff that was out there. I loved it. You know, to just, you know, like um, R&B to everything. So I, I can never really say I had one artist, but I can say that my family was so open to whatever the latest music was, I had an opportunity to have that. Wow. And and just as this, and really, like, where did you, where did you discover a lot of what you listened to as a, as a kid? Was it from your from your family? Was it from your friends? It's like, like really, it's like in a world before, like, obviously when we were kids, there was no YouTube. There was no just go online and find the song. Like, where did you find music and where did music find you? Well, it was really, really cool because um, one of the things that I had was my friends. You know, all of my friends really love different types of music. So we would always, I, I went to school like in the Wall Street area. So, you know, we came from all different backgrounds and cultures. So it was like really everyone would come in and say, did you hear this band today? Come on, we got to go check out that band or this band. And we would just do that. Like one of the funniest stories is we saw, we saw um, Sting and we saw like um, The Boss, you know, the uh, the other group, The Boss. And so it was really cool. I know about we saw him. Springsteen or some other The Boss. No, Bruce Springsteen, the boss, the one and only boss. And we were all getting out of school, and it was about 3 o'clock, and we saw him hanging outside of uh, Madison Square Garden. And we just kind of went up to him and said, hey, we love your music. And he just gave us a backstage pass, and we were able to get it and see him. So that was like one of the coolest really? moments. Really? Wow. That, that, so that, like, seems like that, that seems just like an almost famous where the kid like gets backstage and like, it's like just like that, you were able to just say, hey, Bruce Springsteen, you're great, and they let you in? 
Well, you know what it was? We were talking to Bruce because we didn't even know exactly that that was Bruce Springsteen at the time. So there's a bunch wow. of us kids, and we were just standing there. And we were like, we really like Bruce Springsteen's music, but we didn't even know that we were speaking to Bruce Springsteen. Wow. And because he, he had a baseball cap on and glasses, and we were like, you know what? If you, if, if, you know, he says, you really like him? We said, yeah, we really do. And he gave us tickets and backstage passes, but we didn't know at the time that that's who we were talking to. So it's like those are what, that, like, the memories that I have. I mean, I mean that's without a doubt a story to share. Without, without a doubt, yeah. And and it's like, and how did your mother and how did your um I know you and how did your brother and how did your family like approve of the music that you listened to? Did you was it stuff you listened to together? Was it stuff you listened to separately? Was it things for your greed or not? My mother was pretty open to music as long as it had no curse words in it. We were not allowed to have any music that had curse words or things that were in the house that were disrespectful to men or women. So as long as it wasn't like that or uh, gothic music, you know, she was okay. She was very open. Sometimes she would joke with us and try to dance with us, and we would tell her, oh, you're too old. You can't dance, you know. And she was just, she was really cool. We had a cool mom, actually. Very, 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 very cool. So, so, yeah, we have our next guest. So, would you like to stay on and and and, and speak with with our friend Tom, who's going to be um, sharing his insight with us? Oh, That's sure. Good. Thanks for inviting me, Ian. Uh, excellent. Glad to be here. Hello. Hey, you're Tom. You're on. This is Tom, hey, right? Ian. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us today. This is Ian and Gail here. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Tom. Listening to you. Excellent. Oh, thanks, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing good. Excellent. That's great. You're up in Massachusetts today? Yes, south near Northampton, Massachusetts. Excellent. I'm home of home of Smith University, or Smith College, and all those other great places up there in in Western Mass. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, so so Tom, tell us about your musical background and um and really like listening to music growing up and how it's made you become the person you are today. Aha. Uh-huh. What a big question, huh? Well, um Absolutely. Yeah, I I grew up um in listening to kind of just whatever was on the radio in western New York. Out about half an hour east of Buffalo. Uh ninety seven Rock was the big Big radio station back then with Snorton Norton, whoever's listening from Buffalo might remember him. Um, but yeah, you know, most of it was, was classic rock, uh, ZZ Top, Zeppelin, Petty, and all that stuff. And um, I was in the band in high school, um, you know, the school band, uh, and kind of dabbled around. I played drums, but was never really in a band in high school that much. So it was kind of a odd. You know, pretty normal, I guess, for a suburban kid back in the 70s growing up. And um, I didn't really develop my own particular tastes until, I think, until I left for college, you know. And then it kind of became more specific to the music that I actually liked. Very cool, Adam. And and did your parents... um approve or disapprove of the music that 
that you did ultimately choose and like? Well, let's see. I mean, I had a brother. I have a brother that's a year and a half older than me, so I, I guess I should mention that most of my tastes had a lot to do with whatever he had on the on the turntable at the time. Um, and he was big into some metal like uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Molly Hatchet and stuff like that. So, you know, I kind of followed his tastes. And, of course, that's the classic rebellion-type stuff. Um, but my parents were great. I mean, they, they kind of just shrugged and, uh, and put up with everything that we were cranking in our bedroom, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were very... Um, Supportive, I guess, in the fact that they didn't really tell us to, you know, turn down that music or anything like that. They were just, uh, <laughs> I was fortunate to have good good parents that uh, let a lot of that stuff slide. So it was really coexisting, not so much about your parents embracing the music of you and your brother. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was probably so far off from what they were they were used to listening to, and, and they weren't particularly, um, you know, interested. I don't have any strong memories, except for Elvis. My mom was a big Elvis fan, um, but in those days, you know, a lot of, everyone was. Um, so there weren't a lot of strong feelings for, for particular artists or genres or, or types, you know, specifically. Um, in fact, my dad, who was not exactly musically inclined, but, um, you know, he, he listened to whatever was out there. He, I remember seeing some Joan Baez records that he had, and um, you know, of course, she was huge during the '70s, early '70s, and um, I think maybe be, he had them because she actually passed, like, lived in our town in Western New York for a little while, out in Clarence, New York, um, and so who knows? Maybe you know, maybe that was why he had some interest in her, but. Um, so it was kind of a fairly generic background from, from me. Um, and then it just developed as I became more involved in music myself, you know, playing, I played drums and I've, I've been playing for drums, drums since I was in third grade or so. So um, in that way, my parents have been really supportive. They, they were always there, um, you know, shuffling me around in music lessons and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, Gail, do you have any questions for Tom? Yes, I do, Tom. I really would love to know did your parents uh, ever, you know, like try to dance with you guys and kind of joke around with you at all growing up? Huh. Um, well, it's a good question. I don't know. You know, they were certainly full of joy and it was a happy, you know, childhood and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't remember. You know, it's not as if we would go and, um, you know, I'm trying to think culturally if we did any kind of dancing or, and we, you know, we were a Presbyterian family growing up in the suburbs, so there wasn't a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But they were, um, you know, I guess I wouldn't say, no, I, don't, I can't remember any moments of, of dancing, say, in the kitchen or anything like that, but it doesn't mean uh, it wasn't fun, I guess. <laughs> Well, do you have any stories that you could share with us, like that's been like really funny stories, or either with your friends or your parents around music? Just something that's really, you know, makes you laugh every time you think about it. Oh, 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's definitely plenty of uh, stories, but they mostly involve later years, you know, with going to concerts and things like that. I um, Particularly the first thing that popped into my head for some reason was going to a Crosby, Sylvan Nash concert probably around 1984 or 5 or 6 or somewhere around there. Um, and just all the shenanigans we got into going to the show and, and uh, you know, trying to find a rest area and things like that. But, you know, so it was more kind of just teenage high school fun than, you know, cultural or anything else. But, you know, mostly rock and roll type uh, experiences, I guess. I probably shouldn't get into the details, you know, but, you know, just general, <laughs> general good time. The family show. Yeah, that's right. Good time. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure with rock and roll came the girls. Well, uh, you know, that was high school stuff. <laughs> we were well-behaved uh, suburban kids. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yep. So, so nowadays, um, what is your music life like, and um, and your family life like, and when it comes to listening to music? Um. Yeah, and kind of when I was kind of looking over some of the questions or preparing for today, I was kind of thinking about, um, you know, my just how how it's kind of developed into my adult life and um, the fact that I'm still playing drums with some bands in the area and um, and how my kids are kind of incorporated into that life, um, you know. And I'm not quite sure. I mean, my my kids are um, my daughter played a little bit of, uh, you know, has, has kind of dabbled around with the recorder and stuff, but she hasn't really um, latched onto a specific instrument. And um, my son, we just got him a Squire uh, guitar, a nice flashy red electric guitar for his birthday this past March. Um, and he seems to really be enjoying that. So, um, you know, as far as playing music goes, um it's it's kind of developing as they as they get older. They're 11 and 8 now, so um, you know they're still young and, and figuring out what, what's going on in that whole world. But um, I think they've been exposed to different concerts and places we've gone. You know the kind of the randomness of of uh, going to gigs and um, you know just just seeing seeing the fun of it all. And um, I also do a lot of video production that's related to music. Um, and so I think they're exposed to the different artists. Um, I do a lot of, a lot of kind of. I do some um, music um, shows during the summer at our local park here, and so they get to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I think they enjoy that. Absolutely. So, um, so there. As I was asking, I'm not sure if you were on earlier when I was speaking to our first guest, Jenny. Is there is there anything, whether it was as a kid or now as a parent, that there was any like I don't know if censorship is the right word, but was there anything where there was music that you couldn't listen to, or things that your kids are either not allowed to listen to or advised to stay away from? At least right now, like, um, do you, like, do you see? Do you believe in? And I, I guess I'll just use the word censorship because I can't think of a better word right now. 
about yeah. content for just for, for younger audiences? Well, I mean, especially when, and for me as a kid, I don't remember anything specifically, you know, except for, um, you know, kind of asking me about some of the lyrics or something. I, I was a big Doors fan, you know, and so there was a lot of, uh, you know, innuendos and all that stuff. There's nothing very specific, but I, I do remember kind of talking to my mom about, uh, you know, there's a line, men eat your chicken, eat your pork and beans. I eat more chicken than any man ever seen. You know, there's, who knows what the heck that means, right? But, um, yeah, specific things like that and just, just kind of going over um, just the lyrics and kind of talking about it. I don't remember ever anything negative, you know, with uh, not being able to listen to things, but, um, you know, it's good for a discussion. Um, these days, of course, things are, well, I guess it's all relative, but, you know, with the Internet and YouTube and, and not being able to really monitor what's going on 24 hours a day, um, you know, they're just exposed to a lot more mature stuff than, than we were at the, in the, you know, our, our childhoods. Um, so I just try to keep keep on top of what's going on and, and, and hear, you know, my daughter's getting big into Lady Gaga, and it's like some of the stuff is crazy, but it's also she's an extremely talented, uh, you know, performer, singer, writer, all that stuff. So we actually found one of one of her real early recordings before she was had purple hair and you know bubbles bubble suits and meat suits and stuff. And, uh, Is that that NYU video that, that that's been circulating on YouTube for like about a year? Yeah, I think it is. It's just her strip, you know, not I shouldn't say stripped down. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, real um, just before she was big, you know, and she's playing the piano and she's got a gorgeous voice and. Um, so that was kind of nice to see because it shows them that there's talent behind all the, the hoopla and, uh, you know, that it's good for them to appreciate that. And, and actually it was really interesting. My daughter said that it was sad that, uh, she's all dialed up the way she is now when she has such a true talent. It's kind of, she would prefer to see it that way, you know, which is kind of cool to hear it coming from her. I, I, I guess that answers my question of if your daughter dresses up like Lady Gaga. And I guess the answer Yeah, is yeah but she's very creative. I mean, she definitely gets out there with her outfits and color coordination, and uh, she's she's got a definite sense of style, which is cool, you know. Um, yes. And... Uh, but 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 I but I bet that she doesn't use trampolines. Yeah, there's no trampoline. <laughs> we do have a trampoline though. She enjoys that. She just doesn't go on tour with it or anything. Hey Tom, I'm really interested. How old is your daughter? She's eleven. So you know, it's very interesting for her to be so astute to realize that Lady Gaga was you know one way then. You know that brings me to a question, Ian and Tom. Tom, with your, you know, with you being so immersed in music and your and your children, it's amazing that you've known music, you know, growing up. What do you think about what people do to change themselves in music, and that the fact that your children are so aware that you know they're not being themselves, like a Lady Gaga? Yeah. Um, well, I just think maybe it's maybe it's an overall approach to things. You know, maybe them being able to see the behind. You know, it's not like I'm on on. Uh, Madison Square Garden stage or anything, but when they see the behind the scenes of of how music, you know, the real 
you know, music and, and when the guys come over to practice and stuff like that, she maybe it's having that perspective that there's there's, you know, music and practice and, and work that goes into getting your image out there and promoting yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think she may sense that, um, you know, there's a, basically there's work that goes into it and there's true talent even though um, it's often, you know, masked by the, um, you know, performance styles and uh, all that extra glitzy stuff. I don't know if that answers your question or what, but that's where we're coming from. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, Tom, do you have any um, any final thoughts, really, about like just about like the relationships that you have with your kids and your parents, and what is it that you bring from your own upbringing into into your um, role now as a father? Like musically, um, yeah, you know it's it's tricky. It's it's life is so chaotic with everything that's going on and the kids' schedules and, and our schedules. My wife and I both work from home, and um, you know, just I I wish I had more time to kind of sit down and go over, um, you know, to listen to music specifically, sit down and, and talk about it. And it's all kind of random, and I and I hope that through some sort of osmosis they get the idea that. Uh, you know, it's uh, music is a special thing, and um, I don't know all that good stuff. It's just um, I, I think since I've been involved in it and playing as a musician since third grade, I I feel like I, I should have a more uh, comprehensive plan as far as you know communicating this love of music and everything. But I hopefully I think it's rubbing off on just just seeing how, you know, it happens day-to-day and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And, Tom, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. We've definitely appreciated just hearing about your life on as both sides of it, in, as being, parent, being a parent and also being a kid. Well, yeah, well, thanks. It's been a pleasure. I didn't know if I'd be able to talk for the amount of time, but I guess you can just keep going and going, can't you? <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. Just There's just so much that can be shared. Um, just as you just share your entire life, just growing up and who you are. Yeah, right. Well, I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank, thank you. And, and, Tom, it was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, nice to talk with you, Gail. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right, bye Tom. See ya. Later. Oh. I'm gonna All right. So so Gail, um so Gail, we've had some pretty strong guests today here on Parents Kids Music. Because we had Jenny who has been who is as an adult has definitely musically has had a lot of influence on her family. And then Tom, who as a as a parent, has definitely taken the influence not so much from his parents as much as just his brother and his surroundings that have just brought his love to music to his own children. 
You know, Ian, it's really been great, and I also thank you for having me as a you know to stay on and and have fun have a as a guest host with you. It's been so uh, really I, cool. I, I, absolutely, um, I, I do thank you for pitching in. Um, as our regular co-host Jay Logan has, um, hopefully. Hopefully, whatever issues we have with AT and T can be can be handled, and yeah, we'll have them on next time here on the show. Well, you know what, Ian? Maybe we can send a nice message out to AT and T. Hey, AT and T, we're glad you got the Apple phone, but we need a little bit of help. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. I I don't know if AT and T has any relationships with Blog Talk Radio or not, but. Yes, I'm, I'm, I, I mean seriously, like isn't this technology amazing? We are hosting you know, a radio show with with a call in number that's being run on the internet. Seriously. You know, Ian, it is it is so cool having technology be to the level it is, and it just still continues to grow and amaze everyone. Up, absolutely, to the point where it's just. As we talk a lot about a lot of like the growing up listening to radio, it's like, did you ever have a dream of being a DJ and hosting a radio show at at any time? Oh man, Ian, can you really? I did, I did. I was so scared to do it, and you know, um, having this fun with you gives me a little bit of that dream come true. Oh, thank you. No, but I just remember even like when I was in college and I finally got to be on the co- radio station in college and thinking. Well, I actually have the power to broadcast to people and that people are hearing my voice and just it's just amazing how the internet has gone really so much from broadcasting to millions of people and being the only voice around to where we are now where you can go into your very individual niches and have and just have your audience and just have, like, a very specific topic, like the one we have on the relationships between parents and children when it comes to music, and just here we are. We are on a radio show. Isn't this amazing? We are on a radio show. You know, you know I'd love to get your, you know, your outlook, I mean, because you talk about, I know, sis all the time. And, you know, we both are on the computer and there's different types of technology. What do you think we'll soon be listening to bands like Sis and other bands out there on Zoom? Do you think the phone will actually at some point replace the computer and everything else overall in our I, listening device for I, music? I, I, think in, I think in some ways you have, there's just, there's just different ways for music discovery as, We've all been paying attention to. I mean, there are people alive today that did not grow up with computers and will never use a computer, will never use a cell phone, and and are perfectly happy. Like, I know there's a whole culture of people. A lot of people don't realize this, but AOL, there is still a huge, there's still, I wouldn't say huge, but there's still a very healthy community of people that use, America Online and the dial-up modem technology from the 1990s as their primary Internet service. And there are people that are completely content with using dial-up. You have to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. I'm not 
I'm, I'm not joking because you know what? There is new technology that's out there, and it's great, and the people that embrace it, embrace it. But there are people that are completely content with what they are. Like, like I've shared this with you offline in many places. Like, CBS is the number one most watched television network in the United States for one major reason, because unlike most other of their competitors, CBS targets audiences that watch TV on TV. They don't, they're not about finding like that demographic of people like developing their brand identities because a lot of the younger people, like you can use DVRs, you can watch shows online, whether it's through Hulu or Netflix or through illegal plays even. But there are people out there, but CBS is very much about the people that watch TV when it's scheduled and watch the commercials. And therefore, the commercials are actually, advertisers are getting, are actually getting their message to the people that they're paying to see. So it's just a matter of like new technology is amazing, but the thing is old technology has worked for a long time, like models are going to die. But at the same time, there are still people that are going to watch it. I mean, like, I can talk about television for hours, even though this is a Parents' Kids music show. Like, for example, like, the fact that Jay Leno returning to The Tonight Show is a very positive thing for the business of traditional television because the people the tr- people that traditionally watch Jay Leno are not, the one, are not going to watch him online. They're going to watch him on TV at 11 p.m., you can't really say that but, about hey, Conan but, O'Brien or John hey, Stewart. But, but let's look at one other thing. Let's look at Conan O'Brien and how they're creating that new. I mean, this this is just amazing, you know. And the fact that we can watch all of our television programming, like on shows on places like Hulu, and across so many different mediums. So, you know, I just want to bring it back to that question: Do you think that at some point that the phone will become our device for television, video? And music. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, about I don't know. That. It's like I, I, I basically I think there's the whole idea of big screen, little screen. It used to be the big screen was the movie, the movie theater. The small screen was the TV at home. We we're getting to a place where there's still big screen, small screen, but the big screen has become the TV at home and the television at home. Sitting on your couch, having this big screen, is it's a powerful thing. There are obviously devices like Apple TV and Google TV and the Roku box where there's computer power, but definitely the small screen is good. Like with my iPhone, like I can watch videos on YouTube and I can just show people right in that very moment, watch this show right now on the screen and bringing that content there with them. And so I don't think the phone will replace the TV, but the phone definitely has, definitely is becoming a new expensive thing. Like the TV, in some ways, is replacing the movie theater, although the movie theater experience is still a very good one. I do, do recommend people go see movies. Wink, wink. And, but yeah, yeah, I think that definitely the phone is a great device for music and for, I mean, the fact it's like even Apple basically has cannibalized their own creation by the iPod with the iPhone or even like 
laptops and iPads and just all this poor, all these great portable things. But they're still not going to replace the big, giant experience, if that makes sense, Gail. That is so cool, Ian. It's absolutely cool to hear. You know, it's it's really great to know that we've got the iPhone 4 out, you know, the new iPod Touch that's out right now, um, you know, that now has the face camera as well and video. All of these items, you know, even give kids an opportunity. But do you notice one thing, Ian? It seems to be the adults that are more into the video and so forth. Kids are still texting. What do you think about that? You know, it, it's just like when we talk about with music, there's a huge level of peer pressure there and and the thing is the peer pressure is texting is cool and of course the biggest winners are the phone companies because texting costs money and therefore and children of those sort don't have disposable income so who's paying for all this texting the parents parents kids texting I guess we can do a whole show on parents kids on technology on music and just all the relationships we have with it. Yep. So, so Gail, we have some. So, Gail, we're we're winding down on this show. Once again, I'd like to thank Jenny. I'd like to thank Tom for joining us. Do you have any final thoughts, Gail, about even like just the technology and, and the music and how it's just and how technology can bring parents and kids together rather than just make them isolated. You know, Ian, it's so funny you mentioned that. I think that if parents can gain an understanding into the music that their children, even especially the teenage area and going into college and as well as the, the younger kids, I think if they can get an insight into that and not give the kids a hard time for the music they listen to, to actually get to know the music that their kids listen to, it would be a lot of fun. And the kids then will be open to the old music that they listen to. Well, I shouldn't say old music, but the music that they listen to. And it would be so much fun. So I think if they do that and embrace it rather than say, no, you can't listen to that, child, um, I think it would be a lot more fun. What do you think? I think there's a lot of fun can be had. I think that a lot of great things can be used by just bringing people together. And that's where we are. Yep, so, yep, so, so once again, I would like to thank everyone today for listening today to Parents Kids Music. And, um, Gail, thank you very much for joining us for a big chunk of the show today. Um, and we all at Hearts got to Jay Logan, and we're looking forward to speaking with you soon. Well, thank you so much, Ian, and it was a pleasure and a whole lot of fun doing it with you, too. All right, thank you very much, everyone. And once again, until next time, this is Parents Kids Music. 